I am asking a very straight question. This is where Mr. Isaac has been successful. I would say that it is absolutely ridiculous. Economically, financially, it will be suffocating for the state to move forward. In the parliamentary politics, a generation change needs to happen. Today we have with us Sri Mathieu Kuralnadan, KPCC General Secretary. Welcome, Mathieu. Yeah, welcome. Thank you. You are a KPCC General Secretary and a very prominent face of the new generation Congress leaders in Kerala. Apart from that, what is your connection with RSS and the BJP? <laughs> the last two, three days, now that is so many people are also asking, is there anything like that? Because I am in the respected finance minister himself has come on record saying that there is a conspiracy. He has alleged a conspiracy theory in, in connection with a writ petition which has been filed in the High Court of Kerala. But I would say that it is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I had seen, I had read about RSS. I had seen RSS programs. I had seen RSS leaders. Often um, I used to participate in some TV discussions along with them. Beyond that, in my lifetime, I had no association, even no friends from uh, RSS BJP background. That is the truth. Uh, but in the Kerala High Court, you are representing Mr. Ranjit, who himself is a is an RSS supporter. He represents Sudeshi uh, Jagran Manja, Sangavariwara outfit. Isn't it itself an evidence for this? Uh, you are obvious link with the RSS. It's true that I am representing a matter uh, wherein which this uh, Ranjit Karthigayan is the petitioner. That is true. But at the time when the, I took up the brief or took the file, I, he was a chartered accountant and all that I know is that he is a chartered accountant and he is having reasonable knowledge about this uh, finance and uh, uh, economy and all and he is also a public spirited person who want to take up issues related to the financial domain. So that's all the understanding was and as a lawyer that is all that is more than sufficient to know about a client. We don't look at clients I mean, religion, caste, I mean, his political affiliation, everything is immaterial. I manage, I mean, uh, politics and profession as two different streams. And it's also very tough to do the same. But at the same time, it's, uh, I have stated this earlier also. My approach to politics is that, see, uh, someone should be, someone should work to earn and politics should be service. So as a lawyer, I am perfectly justified in taking up a brief, but it's only a couple of days back I came to know that uh, this particular client or the petitioner has got a background of RSS or I mean he's a, an office bearer of Sodeshi Jagran Manch. This is the fact. But then uh, the finance minister, uh, Mr. Thomas Isaac, has made some serious allegations against uh, you. He is saying the, this entire case against KIFB. Uh, is a conspiracy that was hatched in Delhi. What is the truth actually? Yeah, beyond that statement, being a minister, being a senior leader of the uh, CPM, he has not even produced an iota of evidence to prove what he has stated. Apart from his statement, there is nothing. It is welcome, it is hollow. And he made such a, an allegation in the air and it vanished in the thin air. That's what I think because, I mean, he could not substantiate or he could not. There is no evidence. There is nothing like that. 
So it's up to him to uh, prove or I mean it's up to him to come up with some solid evidence to support what he said. As far as we understand, um, see now the finance minister himself is saying that uh, uh, some portions were added in the CAG report without consulting the state government and uh, you are raising the same allegations in the case. So can we blame people if they doubt that there is a, it was all planned? No, in fact, what I, I feel very sorry for, I mean, um, the finance minister, he is in a stage where he is uh, caught red-handed because, I mean, last three days he, uh, on air or um, on record, he stated uh, many times that he was referring to the draft report sent by the CAG and now it has uh, come quite clear or now it has come open that there is no such draft report, there is no reference to um, reference of um, this point in the draft report and it was the final report which he was referring to. So now to just avoid the embarrassment, he is making all this bald allegations, I mean all these um, statements and nothing more than that. Uh, it is true that we have raised this issue long back when this, um, uh, the issuance of masala bond was discussed. I, I personally, when participating in such a channel discussion, TV discussion, I had uh, flagged this issue that whether it would be constitutional for the state to provide sovereign guarantee outside the territory of India. But at that point of time, uh, in fact, no one took it seriously. Kifbi went ahead with the issuance and providing of the sovereign guarantee. And subsequently, we filed the petition in February. And that is pending in the High Court uh, since that several months. But now, the CAG is also a party to that petition, that is true. But now it is understood that now in the CAG's report, in the final report, they have also referred to this point stating that it is unconstitutional to provide sovereign guarantee outside and raise money outside the territory of India. So I think that now that is what is worrying Mr. Isaac because apart from this, there are there is lot many other allegations going to come up and lot many uh, things to be unraveled with respect to the functioning of the Kifbi and especially with respect to the finance ministry. That is worrying him. Many people including those who follow public finance keenly, they say that Kifbi uh, was uh, uh, some sort of a revolutionary movement uh, because the Kerala is a state that faces uh, deep financial crunch, our resources are very limited and uh, don't you think that KFB was the only option or KFB is the only option for a state like us to find funds for our infrastructure development or uh, the holistic development of the state? This is where Mr. Isaac uh, has been successful because he has created such an impression that KFB is the panacea for all the problems Kerala is facing. And without Kifbi, Kerala cannot survive. This was the very same argument the LDF government, the chief minister and the senior ministers put up when the Sprinkler uh, controversy came up. Without Sprinkler, we cannot fight COVID. Without Sprinkler, Kerala cannot survive. This was the approach, this was the attitude, this was the statement. The same with Kifbi. I mean, I would say Kifbi is nothing but I mean an instrument which is, which is going to put Kerala in deep financial crisis, deep financial trouble. 
over the years, I mean from 2023 onwards, I mean it will be um, um, economically, financially, it will be suffocating for the state to move forward. So that's why I absolutely um, deny or um, I would say it is rubbish to say that KIFBI is the only option for the state of Kerala to move forward. But then the finance minister keeps saying that the liabilities of KIFBI will never exceed the assets. Then what is the problem? Why do you think that it will put the state in deep trouble in the future? No, I would say well, a one-line answer to that. Every rupee borrowed or taken by KIFBI is guaranteed by the state against the consolidated fund or against the state exchequer. So every money raised and spent by KIFB is the liability of state government. Then how can he say that, I mean, it's not going to affect the uh, state or people of Kerala? No, KIFB don't have any independent existence. KIFB has not raised or KIFB has not created any money or profit so far. Then how could you say, how could he say that, I mean, it's not going to affect Kerala? Absolutely ridiculous statement. But then how do you look at these so-called development projects that are taking place in the state? No, the development projects, I mean, uh, is executed through KIFB for the convenience of um, certain interest in the government or interest in the CPM um, party. Nothing more than that. Because earlier PWD was doing the same. So what is the fund in routing the money through somebody else and saying that uh, that particular body uh, is the only option or only answer to whole question of development? No, it's not like that. State exchequer's money is being routed through KIFBI. What sense it makes? Nothing. Earlier we had, uh, I mean, uh, PWD functioning in one domain, water authority functioning in another domain or um, um, other roads and bridges corporation um, in another domain. So. I mean, the entire funding they decided to route it through KIFB, and um, I don't, um, I, I don't see any any major advancement or any major efficiency or any major change in the uh, overall uh, efficiency of the administration after uh, bringing this KIFB into place. Are you saying that this entire thing should be stopped? No, that's not my point. I am asking a very straight question: whether. The state has provided sovereign guarantee for the masala bonds outside the territory of India, number one. If it has done, it is unconstitutional. That's what my point. If they haven't provided sovereign guarantee, then uh, well enough, there is no case against uh, on that point. Number two, the, the claim of the government and especially the finance minister is that the KIFB is functioning so transparently. KIFB is functioning without corruption. KIFBI is um, functioning with high efficiency and uh, KIFBI is so transparent, all this stuff. Then why? Why are you opposing uh, audit under section 20 of CNAG audit? What is the problem? Why you are afraid? Why you are denying? Why you are resisting a proper audit by CNAG? These are the only two questions against KIFBI. And we don't say that uh, the KIFBI assets to be dumped um, or uh, we need to do away with the KIFBI. That's not the case. This entire controversy is happening only a few months uh, before the state elections. And, uh, if the UDF comes to power uh, in 2021, what will be the fronts or what will be that government's approach to KIFPI? Uh, one thing I can tell you, if Congress comes to power, we are not going to uh, 
allow or uh, continue with the kifbi in the present shape and the present mode and we are not going to approve the present modalities of the functioning of kifbi that doesn't uh, mean that we are going to do away with the kifbi as such because i mean there there would be uh, obligations already created which any continuing government will have to uphold or we cannot uh, shoulder out the responsibilities but i would say that we won't be going ahead with the kifbi in the present mode what kind of changes can we expect in, in such a scenario now kerala requires i mean ground breaking uh, re re revolutionary reforms to survive not to excel i am saying to survive because i mean we are in deep financial crisis as on today and the um, total debt ratio of uh, state is very alarming and uh, there is a huge uh, huge pressure stress financial stress for which i mean uh, the state needs to take a different path of approach congress will definitely look at uh, the financial approach from a totally different angle we have a different view we have a different approach and we have a totally different um, plan of action to address the situation it sounds a very general statement yeah the, statement. the more uh, the more detailing has to come in i mean i hope i mean you will get a more clear idea when we are coming up with the manifesto okay. because we will be more focusing on uh, revenue generation rather than um, uh, depending on this fundraising alone we will be more focusing on revenue generation and uh, revenue distribution and also efficiency of the um, administration and to and to uh, save the expenditure so that will be the twin approach congress would be adopting to improve the state finance if all these things have to happen the udf has to be in power next year uh, how do you look at the current political situation we are quite confident that uh, the people of kerala is going to throw away this ldf government the very first opportunity that they get so udf is very confident of coming back to power and uh, we will uh, we will have an impressive victory in the coming elections see the campaigning for local body elections are already on and uh, recently you wrote an open, open letter to kpcc chief pulapalli ramachandran seeking some sweeping changes um, in the party's approach towards selecting candidates and all what happened to that letter i am advocating a generation change in congress in every level in the sense i am mean in, in inside the party inside the organization and also in the parliamentary politics a generation change need to happen for that i mean there should be some approach uh, to implement the same so one uh, one such uh, idea or one such uh, proposal i suggested is that those who have contested continuously for three times should be should not be allowed to contest for the fourth time continuously at least in the this local body elections so that way uh, uh, it will give opportunities for youngsters or it will give opportunity for new faces so that proposal i sent to the pcc president so after that pcc president uh, uh reacted to that in a different way that's something different of course he is a senior he is the pcc president he can do that but later uh, we discussed and he also appreciated or he understood uh, our concern and he said i mean that point is well noted 
but uh, I mean uh, he had only his reservation was only that was in public that could be avoided. So I also accepted the same. So that way the controversy has died down. So I think you should not dig it further. No, but uh, uh, candidate selection is going on across the state. Uh, do you think that your suggestions are being implemented? I would say uh, Congress uh, leadership has earnest, uh, taken earnest efforts to bring change uh, in the uh, prevailing approach or attitude of candidate selection. But I, uh, from a point of view of an younger generation, I would say it, uh, it cannot be said to be uh, to the level of our satisfaction. It's not up to uh, it's not up to a satisfactory level or desirable level, but still there was an effort which should be definitely appreciated. Some political analysts or political observers say that this this upcoming state poll state polls will be a do or die battle for the Congress because it will be if despite all these favorable conditions, if the UDF can't make it to power this time. Uh, some observers say that it will be the end of the party or the front in the state because the BJP will, will take over the opposition space. Do you agree? Do you, do you, do you have such fears? I would say uh, we are confident of winning the elections number one. But I am not ruling out that overconfidence or any lazy approach can be uh, of heavy cost for Congress. So, uh, Congress also need to be very vigilant, very hardworking, very determined in the state of Kerala. We cannot take things for granted, that's for sure. I am, I am of the firm view that any overconfidence or any lacassadical approach may prove costly for party later. So, uh, we need to be very hardworking. Does the Congress have to be afraid of BJP in Kerala? No, it's uh, not uh, the matter of being afraid, but we, are, uh, we, will, we should also be well aware of the fact that it's no more that uh, two political forces in the state, a third force, especially a communal force, a poisonous force is trying to enter or already they have entered and trying to grab their face, uh, grab their space in the state of Kerala. So we need to be vigilant. We need not be afraid, but we need to be vigilant. Okay, uh, maybe to conclude, let's come back to KIFB or uh, where we started once again. Uh, now with all these controversies, it's a raging controversy, not only in the state, but across the country. What is going to happen with KIFB now? KIFB, uh, as such, I mean, uh, immediately I don't think uh, there is uh, some big changes going to happen. But uh, if the, um, since the matter is uh, pending before the court, it may not be appropriate for me as a lawyer to comment on that. But if, when the legality of the Kifbi's action is being tested or the constitutionality of the action is being tested, and if anything adverse comes up, then I mean, that may have serious ramifications in the future of Kifbi. That's what I would say at this point of time. Can we call the current case? Uh, which is pending before the court, uh, the death of Kifbi. No, no, no. I don't want to put it that way. But we have raised a, um, a constitutional question. We are waiting um, um, to see what would be the outcome. That's all. Okay, anyway, let's wait for the uh, best outcome.
that will be in the best interest best interest of the state, of the state yeah of course of the people of kerala yeah thank you for thank you so much sir